Hey, it's back. It's back. Nope. Hey, it's me. I'm back. I am bringing you five quick things you can do to drive engagement today. They are random. Half of it is just articles I've been reading. Half of it is just stuff I know is working at Pingboard. So here we go. Five things you can do to drive engagement really fast, even this week. Here's number one. No meeting Wednesday. It's exactly how it sounds. No meeting Wednesday. What? No meetings? I know. Old school thinking is that if meetings aren't happening, then the work isn't happening. But here's the problem. I don't know about you, but when I know I have a meeting in like an hour, I don't want to dive into something that I have to work on because I don't like to get interrupted. I don't like my thought process to get interrupted. So I'm like, I'll either work on it early tomorrow morning or I'll work on it tonight. That's not healthy. And that's what causes burnout. So if your individual contributors can't go deep into project mode without getting interrupted, and your managers don't have space to look at data or evaluate the efficiency of their team, you know, everyone's going to suffer. So give everyone permission, make it an all company meeting and block it out for everyone and say, listen, this is a culture change that we're implementing. We do not have internal meetings on Wednesdays. Yes, there will be some people who need to meet with customers and that's just the nature of their job, but they will still appreciate if they don't have to have internal meetings on top of it. Everyone needs time to execute or be what I call being in the stratosphere, like 10,000 feet up. You can go deep on a project and you know you have permission to really engross yourself in what you have to do without fear of getting interrupted. You need time to think differently about things that will change the business. And when you're in meetings all day and running around like a chicken with your head cut off and trying to get your projects done too, then you're working on things that run the business. So yeah, you can have a successful company and and the company is running and people just do what they're supposed to do, but they're burned out and they're stressed out. Or you can create a culture where people are changing the business because they have the space during the workday, not on the weekends, not at night, to be uninterrupted and to go deep on their projects and to do their best work. So at Pingboard, we've implemented No Meeting Wednesday, and it is a game changer for productivity. We love it. And then meetings are more effective because you're like, okay, if we're having a meeting, this is important. We don't always get to have meetings because there's a day that we don't. So there's like a sense of urgency or importance. Like, God, I hate sitting in meetings where there's like no purpose or like, it's just an update too. So no meeting Wednesday gives everyone time to just be uninterrupted. Number two, your survey loops. Hopefully you're sending pull surveys. If you're not, that's your takeaway for today. I can hyperlink to a list of questions, but you should be asking like, do you have what you need to get your job done? Do you feel like you have a good relationship with your manager? Blah, blah, blah. So this tip is, you know, those survey loops, are they being closed? Nothing makes an employee more annoyed. I've experienced this at different companies. If you're sending pull surveys as the HR or people ops person without closing the loop, that means that you're meeting with the executive team to interpret the data come up with creative solutions behind closed doors. And then at your all hands, you're telling everyone what the results were and what your plan is to move forward. So you say something like, hey, we asked in our last poll survey, if you all feel like you have access to everything you need to perform to the best of your ability. Most of you disagreed and we take that very seriously. So the leadership team, we all met. Thanks for being so honest and candid. We took your feedback and we reviewed the open-ended responses. Some of you gave us more information. Thank you. And we decided to implement whatever you implement for this. I don't know. Maybe you need to update your intranet or create more internal trainings or get a home office stipend, send out some monitors, whatever. Then you tell everyone, 
We will be implementing this solution and following up over the next few months to make sure we've delivered on our promise for this. I mean, it seems so simple, but like you might be getting lost in the work weeds of just getting your job done and like getting the data. You know more than anyone that people are, you know, sometimes disengaged, they're burned out, they're a little frustrated, but it's wise of you to make sure that you're closing the loop so that people take your survey seriously and that you have, you know, you're fostering this relationship with the senior leadership team saying, you guys, we have to listen to these surveys. Otherwise people will stop taking them. Then people will leave and we'll have all this voluntary turnover. That's your chance to shine is taking your pulse survey and taking it really seriously. You get to be very public facing in your company with the results. And you definitely, someone in HR must have a slot at your all hands, every single all hands. That's the time for people to kind of hear from internal, like the people strategy, like what are we working on? How have we been listened to? You know, people want to hear that stuff. Okay. Your next tip. If you've already offered a home office stipend, that's great. If you haven't, you definitely should, but you might consider if you've already given it, give another one. I know I was given like, you know, $250 that got me a lamp and a rug. And that was really cool, but I kind of still need some more stuff and that stuff's expensive. So how exciting to be like, Hey, here's another home office stipend. We know you guys, you know, you spend a lot of time in this space. We want it to be enjoyable. Try to come up with a list. Maybe you can start a Slack channel or ask everyone, Hey, what have been your best work from home purchases? And it's maybe a speaker or this little thing that sticks to your desk and holds your cords. Compile that list and be like, Surprise, you're getting a new home office stipend or another one. And here's a list of what your, your peers have thought was super helpful. And, you know, just think creatively like, go ahead, spend it on a speaker, spend it on a mini fridge. And just, yeah, get, let them do it again. It takes a while. You don't decorate your house one time, you know, you decorate your home or your apartment ongoing. So maybe people's styles have changed or they've been from home two years, almost three years now. Jeez. I don't know. Good Lord. Like, you know, we're humans. We want variety. We don't like to feel like things are so repetitive. So let people have another home office stipend to add or change their home office setup. Also, if you can afford it, Try to get the senior leadership team to not be like, here's 50 bucks. You know what a really good amount is like $600. I know, but think about it. People could get curtains, a new chair, a fancy fun keyboard that lights up. Give them a solid amount if you can afford it because it makes a big difference in the experience. 50 bucks is like, oh, okay. I'm not going to be able to go very far with that. So, all right, your next tip. Make sure you're reminding your managers to think like coaches. So according to Gallup's research across millions of employees, they have found that employees with regular one-on-ones are three times more likely to be engaged. So if you're doing some kind of like people manager quarterly or monthly trainings, I hope you have the bandwidth to do that. You know, you should be discussing things like training them and workshopping how to give tough feedback and how to turn around underperformers. So your people managers should be getting trainings from you or someone, but I digress. Make sure in those sessions, you're always driving home. Hey guys, the biggest part of their experience of working at our company is reporting to you. So gone are the days of being a cliche. Think of it like in your iron, iron office. What am I trying to say? Like gone are the days where the manager is like, a. <laughs> what is? what am I trying to say? The manager's not approachable. They're kind of intimidating. That's what I'm trying to say. They're in their ivory tower. No, no. 
you are the coach. You are the person who's explaining the why behind the the things we're doing. You're the person who's there to really develop these people and listen. And I have a whole list of open-ended questions I can hyperlink to for your managers to be using in their one-on-ones. I'll put that in the show notes too. But remind them, like this is a philosophical change too. This is a culture change at your company. You are not the driver of the work. You are the foundation on which your people get to stand on and you need to make it a great experience and you need to be approachable. You need to listen. You need to spend more time asking questions than telling people what to do and and letting people have autonomy and like ask them how they're doing. So make sure you remind your managers to be thinking like coaches. All right, here's another easy one. Can you offer a snack subscription if you guys are all still remote? So we're doing this at Pingboard too. It's really fun. It might seem like, oh, no one cares about food. No, it's actually really cool. So we have a subscription at Pingboard. I'll post that in the show notes too, but we get snacks delivered to us and we get an email that's like, hey, customize your snack box for this month. And it's in my pantry. It's I'm regularly getting to try new food because of it. And, you know, being at the office, that was kind of some of the best stuff was like grabbing food. You always had a snack. You could grab a snack on your way out to go to your car. And so sit in traffic and eat your peanuts or whatever it was, your trail mix, calorie bomb times a hundred, but it was still kind of a really nice perk. It just makes your employees feel cared for. Hey, we used to have snacks for you in the office. We're not having to buy those right now. So we're spending the money here. You can still have the snacks sent to your house. Okay. And then lastly, make sure you're offering well-being activities. So your people are giving you 40 plus hours a week. They're giving the best part and the majority of their weekday to your company. So you all can try to make this more worth that sacrifice by offering both mental and physical well-being activities. The perks I'm about to list off are really no longer nice to haves. So it's kind of like expected for you to offer a gym reimbursement. I know people need to get moving and blow off steam because I'm one of those people. And that's kind of just part of being human. You're not meant to sit all day and try to think through your problems. Like, no, we need to get moving. So working out gives people time to process and think through their projects and their interactions with their boss and their peers and customers. I myself have had many epiphanies about how to move something forward or maybe how I handled something wrong and how what my next step should be when I was either at the gym or out for a walk. But you also have to pair that with some kind of mental health support. So we can thank Gen Z for this. They've kicked the door down by killing the stigma behind making sure you take care of your mental health and that it's seen as a a strength and not a weakness. According to SHRM, apparently nearly 80% of employees report improved work performance and lower rates of absenteeism after receiving treatment for depression. So this is a big gain in retention and productivity for your company. These are people. You know, we are not machines. We all have such a varied spectrum of things that could be happening to us in our personal life or are happening to us at work. Our environment is a factor. The way we grew up and the way that we're kind of programmed is a factor. We all are different and we all need different kinds of supports. I just learned about an app called Happify. H-A-P-P-I-F-Y. It's a mood training mental health app that teaches resiliency through gamification. So who doesn't love that, right? Survey your people and make sure they're getting value from it when you implement something like this. And don't worry if they're like, no, we don't use this and we're not liking it. Like you didn't fail. Try something else. You're not going to knock things out of the park the first or second or third time when you offer a resource or some kind of perk. But definitely ask people like, 
are you using this? Do you like it? And if they're like, yes, then great, keep using it. Get in the Slack groups like People Geeks and People People. Everyone's always talking about that in the HR community, what's working and what they're trying. So just iterate, make sure your people know that you're listening to them. That's just the most important part. You'll find the right benefits and you'll find the right resources. Just the biggest win for you is to ask your people how it's going and listen and plan your steps forward from there. I think that's it. Okay. I think that's it. So those are the things that come to mind today. Those are easy things you can do. No meeting Wednesday. Make sure you're closing the loop on your surveys and you're presenting at your all hands. Give a home office stipend again, if you've even if you've already done it. Remind your managers to think like coaches. Offer some kind of snack subscription and make sure you're offering well-being activities, which is both the gym and mental health. Mental health is no longer a nice to have. We all deal with it and you can offer support through it. So thanks for listening. Again, I'm so glad to be back. Missed you guys and uh, more episodes coming soon. Bye.